0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.
1: Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Ooh, there's an opening bell and there's a morning whistle. And the whistle blew before the bell. Impeachment inquiry might be clouding the political outlook, but it's not really hitting the stock market, which is rather refreshing, I, I would say. Um, taking a look at the opening of the markets, we're down, but not big. So we'll talk about this because I, I think it's certainly The story of the day, and I won't dwell on it because, trust me, I am not. You do not want me to be a political pundit. So, taking a look at the markets today, there's some good stories. I got a Beyond Meat for you. I know you're saying, woohoo! I got the house passing a first cannabis banking bill, which is kind of interesting marijuana in the news marijuana all right. All right, all right all right uh the major indices put in a solid performance yesterday and the whole thing is that we're looking kind of over our shoulder what's going to happen with this whole trump thing what's going to happen with this whole trump thing what's going to happen with this whole trump thing and the email i mean i just told my producer it's discouraging to read the news these days Whether it's a homeless person being set on fire in Glendale, I just can't take it. So I kind of need a day off. I know it's not Friday. It's Thursday, which is getting closer to hump day or closer to the weekend, but not quite there. Uh, So home sales data for August was impressive. You got a remark yesterday from the president saying that a trade deal with China could happen sooner than you think. But then pundits quickly came out and said, mm, if you're China, you wait till 2020 at this point. Um, so the market really didn't get unnerved. And it's not to say that it can't today or tomorrow. These are political times where the headlines can get kind of crazy on the weekends. So watch out for Fridays. Look for Mondays. So the release of the president. Trump's phone conversation with Ukrainian President Zelensky is out there. I'm not going there. I'm just not a political guy. My charge, my business... Well, beauty is my business, because I look good. No, my business is to analyze the market's behavior. Uh, And sometimes to say, okay, maybe the market's getting a little unnerved by the word impeachment. But, again... I'm sure you can go listen to your favorite station to find whatever political views you want. Treasury prices coincided with the House Intelligence Committee's release of the whistleblower complaint against President Trump and the letter of complaint, I think it's called complaintant, describing the allegations revolving around the president's abuse of power. Um, Pretty convoluted right now. There aren't any trading fireworks, just a lot of stuff that we have to kind of parse through third quarter third estimate of second quarter gdp okay let's see what that fig means the third estimate so that means we've already known about the second quarter gdp twice before and this is kind of a little bit of revision sometimes you wait for data to come back sometimes you confirm data sometimes data is just a little slow to pull together so, you get revisions to GDP. Now, the problem with that is you don't need it. It's past performance. And there's a beautiful phrase on Wall Street that is both a warning to you, but also a pretty good understanding. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Consult a worker advisor, we're taking action on any stocks mentioned on the show. It's one of the disclaimers that we throw around because we have to. I can't get out there and say I told you I like Nike. Nike's up a hundred percent. I like. I can't do that because it's 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 gloating over something that's already happened. And you may think that I have this power to do it again. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. So always take everything you hear with a grain of salt. But with that being said, second quarter GDP—it's past performance. I care more about twenty twenty than I do about the second quarter twenty nineteen. It's for the history books. It's something that we can study later. It was up 2% as expected. Eh. There was a downward revision slightly to personal spending. That was offset by a slight upward revision to exports and state and local government spending. Again, just not that much. It's Thursday, and you know what Thursday means? First time unemployment claims. Dun, da, da, da. They rose slightly to 213000 And this number has been on low side for a long time. So we're not firing a lot of people. It's not really picking up. Maybe it's trending ever so slightly higher, but it's still below a level where we add jobs on a regular basis in the United States. We open new hospitals. We hire new nurses. We open new parking lots. We hire new attendants. We decide to make a building. We hire new building people. They're not just all traveling from one to the next job. Sometimes we hire new ones, right? We make babies. Babies turn 18. 18 year old so badly wants to get out of the house i can't stand living with you dad i want to have pizza so he goes out and gets a job at pizza Hut. <laughs> jobs are always been at it right um but again the, the economic outliers today not that big of a story beyond meat big story guess where beyond meat today. I'm loving it. McDonald's is going to test a new plant, lettuce, and tomato sandwich using Beyond Meats patties in 28 restaurants in Canada. Oh, take off, eh? We got to go to Canada to get Beyond Meat McDonald's burger? Take
0: off, you hosers.
1: The fast food giant's following major rivals in betting on the growing popularity of plant-based alternative meat. Seems a little fast. Seems a little fast. But that's probably the first reason you should want to own Beyond Meat. Yes, there was that growing swell of a story that caught our attention of plant-based protein, alternative to red meat, alternative to murdering cows or killing cows or whatever the process is of turning a cow into ground beef, alternative process to raising a cow that eats grass, that farts methane, that kind of burns up our atmosphere a little bit. A little bit to a lot, depending on who you talk to. Now, this isn't the first time McDonald's has ventured into the realm of hot and sexy, but they tend to do it very, very controlled. Like when they do their Mac rib, they want to make sure they have enough Mac ribs for the whole nation. They don't want to do it where they run out, they don't want to do it where the quality goes down. McDonald's already sells plant based burgers in Germany and Israel in partnership with Nestle. Nestle's a play. Nestle's a play. Beyond Meat and Impossible have gotten the attention of the big boys, and Nestle's the big boy. So Beyond Meat up 12%. Speaking of McDonald's, if you invested $1,000 in McDonald's 10 years ago, how much money would you have today? $1,000 in 2009 would be over $5,000 today. That's up 400%. Not too shabby. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at robblackshow.com.
0: Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves, weekday mornings from
1: 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW
0: radio app or KDOW.biz. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. So... I think this is probably Billie Eilish.
1: I don't know her work all that well, but she's going to be the hottest Halloween costume of the year. Really? She's super young. She was just on Howard Stern. And I'm going to kind of say that he tries to go after older rockers, people that you know. So for him to get her on, she's pretty fascinating. What do I need to say about her? She's young. She's five foot three. She wears super baggy clothes, so you can't tell if she's frumpy, skinny, big boobed, small boobed. You can't tell anything. You can't tell anything. So, the big Halloween costume this year is going to be dressing up as Billie Eilish, where you wear big frumpy clothes and probably have a microphone and you kind of sing moody songs. <laughs> A lot of people think her album is the album of the year. So if you don't know it, maybe take a listen this weekend. Billie Eilish. It's B-I-L-L-I and then Eilish, E-L-I-E-L-I-S-H. Um So that's out there, right? Trump is warning that the markets would crash if Democrats impeach him. <laughs> a, mess. a mess. I don't think that's the case. He's pulling out all the straws right now to sell fear. And to kind of like say, look, look over there, it's Elvis Presley. Um, it's actually Mike Pence. Well, I'm, not, I'm not Elvis, I'm Mike Pence. I'm Vice President of the United States. That's my Vice President of the United States impression. Thank you very much. Um, so naturally, this is going to bleed into the media. And naturally, you're, you're going to come home tonight and you're going to say, oh, I think we should sell our 401k, honey. I think we should go to cash. Don't do it. It's always something that you don't expect that causes a market crash or market correction. Um, it's never the obvious. Wall Street's really good at dealing with the obvious. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Pending home sales rebounded in August as the slump in the West appears to be over. Um, we haven't really got enough of a correction to say that the high-end homes have been going sideways, but the low-end homes have been going up. And the high-end market, San Francisco, L.A., Seattle, New York, Chicago, have been going sideways, while some of the mid-tier markets have been going up. Um, but the pending home sales index for the National Association of Realtors, also known as NAR, was up about 1.6%. It's encouraging the buyers are responding to exceptionally low interest rates, and household formations are happening. I can't say it's a super bullish number. I can't say it's it's bad. It's it's again more of slightly positive. So I can I can work with that. I don't know if you can, but I can work with that. Um, and that's kind of the the game you have to play on Wall Street. It's like auto sales in the United States—they're starting to change. The American way of having two car garages is kind of going the one car garage, and sometimes to no cars. Netflix has been a stock that has massively underperformed. It's on my radar. I like it when great names underperform. There's a lot of drama, both on Netflix and in the stock of Netflix. They've fallen out of favor as a sexy fang stock. F- fang being Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Google, and Netflix. Google messed it up. I changed their name to Alphabet. So now it's the ha, great
0: googly moogly.
1: Netflix slipped into negative territory for the year. How is that possible? We're having a good market year, and they're they're underperforming. Shares are down one percent in 2019, about 32 percent from their high. That's a pretty good number. Lesson of the day, when stocks that you like fall out of favor, it might be your opportunity to get in. Consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned. But you don't have to buy at all-time highs. Um, some big blue chip stocks will fall 10%. Some growth stocks will fall 20 to 30%. Some hyper-growth stocks will fall 40 to 60 This one's probably pretty close to being done. I'm not telling you to buy it. I'm saying to look at it, study it, maybe learn a lesson. Because there is competition coming for the first real time in streaming. Disney streaming services and Apple streaming services. Apple's is going to be embedded in a new phone. Essentially, by a new phone, you get a one-year free Netflix uh, Apple Plus TV. Apple TV Plus or Apple Plus, whatever it is. Um, Disney, on the other hand, you're going to have to pay six buckaroos for but isn't it interesting that frozen's coming out frozen two's coming out just about the same time that uh Disney Plus is coming out and Star Wars is coming out slightly after Disney World is going vegan that's kind of interesting. Has the world has the world gone mad Netflix remains a key way that younger people watch TV. The most important question becomes how successful the competition will be. A good bet is that you know some people will terminate some of their Netflix's accounts. A good bet is since there's no contracts, maybe you'll say I'll use Netflix for the first six months of the year, and then I'll watch all the then I'll cancel and I'll use Disney for the next six months. Remember in the days of cable TV and you have HBO and Showtime and for some reason you had Cinemax and you're like, honey, I think we should kill Cinemax. Or your wife says, I think we should kill Cinemax. And you're like, no, no, because they show those soft rated R movies. Uh huh. I know what Cinemax is all about, right? I've heard at least. Um, But we had too many choices. And we did start saying, you know, Cinemax just isn't that they don't have the stuff that we want. Showtime's got some good series, but HBO is better. So we went with HBO. And then every now and then Showtime would get a hit like a Ray Donovan. I think that's Showtime. And people would say, oh, I'll try that for 90 days and they'd binge watch it and then cancel it and things like that. Same thing's going to happen with streaming, I think, on some levels. I think the true winner is going to be uh, Disney+. Plus, But that doesn't mean Netflix doesn't have a play. Netflix is an international play already. They're so far ahead. In theory, they could cut costs. They can cut prices, too. So Netflix stock is around 264 bucks. You may want to consider buying a put. I don't typically recommend puts and calls. The Netflix fear premium is high right now, and that's typically when you get inefficiencies. So consider it. I'm not saying do it. Consider it. Netflix has taken a beating this year, and I always like it when some of your favorite names take beatings. Oh, I got to share with you a quick email that I got from a guy. <laughs> Yesterday, I talked about Nike, and he's got a dirty name as a he uses a, a French words to basically say I don't give a flying got f. Mail. He said, just saw your story on Cron 4. Sorry, but Nike is controversial as much as creepy data scraper Facebook. Don't know why Nike's climbing, but shame on them. You could at least have mentioned the Crappernick controversy that Nike does not stand for the flag as anti-American. I personally de-Nike-fied, repainted the sides of my Nike shoes so you can barely see the logo. From now on, I'm going to buy Adidas, proud citizen. When we come back, I'll tell you my reply. <laughs> You're going to want to hear this and why I still like Nike, even though he doesn't.
0: Want the podcast with
1: music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM
0: 1220 KDOW. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. So I kind of want to read you this email one more time that I got from
1: basically just a jerk. Um... And I bring it up in large part because this market has a little bit of everything. So, yesterday on the news, both radio and television, I talked about Nike and how they're hitting an all-time high and how they had a good quarter. And they're not supposed to be having a good quarter because their tariffs are supposed to be hitting them. And they said they're going to have a good 2020. And how's that possible? And it surprised Wall Street in a good way. So, this guy who has a made-up name, a made-up email, which starts off right there Tanya. this is gonna be good and his his name is Jemon j-m-e-a-n and i was like okay that jamming and, and i was like I, I pulled some french out it basically means uh i don't give up flying hockey puck if you get the draft so i knew this was gonna be fantastic and he goes I uh, just saw your story on Con4. Sorry, but Nike is controversial, as much as creepy data scraper Facebook. Don't know why Nike's climbing, but shame on them. You could at least have mentioned the crappernick controversy, that Nike does not stand for the flag. is anti-American. I personally denike-fied, repainted the sides of my Nike shoes so you can barely see the logo. And from now on, only by Adidas. <laughs> Proud citizen. <laughs> uh, see, I'm not very political, because I, I found that to be funny. Um... <laughs> So, I basically responded, you're entitled to your opinions. Please share them with the world. I did a story on a stock hitting an all-time high and why brand is important to a company. You send feedback to a station trying to make me look bad as if I shouldn't be allowed to have an opinion. A strange way to show your proud citizenship by wanting to censor my very American freedom of speech. And keep in mind, I'm just talking about stock price, right? And brands. You could talk about Apple. You could talk about GE, the Tiffany Network. NBC used to have a great brand. And, you know, what happens? So I further go on and I said, my opinions are based on financials and facts and getting people to retirement. I'm not a political person, nor do I think it's appropriate for me to tell you my political opinions via radio or TV, so I don't. Um, if you want to be a proud citizen, I'm not sure why you would go with a German company. <laughs> so you could start buying shoes from Adidas. A German company, right? I said, consider all birds or sketchers. Maybe one is considered environmentally friendly. You might like that. And the other one's considered USA, USA, USA. Um, and I said, I know what your name means. Very nice. So I only share that with you because this guy's hurting himself. First and foremost, painting over a logo on your shoes. Silly, right? But then just getting angry at companies. The Colin Kaepernick thing is its pretty isolated, and I don't know why people get angry on that. He's entitled to his opinions. American soldiers will tell you that. Good enough with me. Anyhow, I bring that up because again, Nike hitting all time highs. McDonald's, I told you earlier in the show, you know, what an investment 10 years ago would have got you a 400% return. You put a million dollars in McDonald's 10 years ago and it's worth 4 million today. 10 years. Now, 10 years ago, I wasn't that young of a man. It's not like I was like six. 10 years ago, you could have bought McDonald's and quadrupled your money. I'm I'm not mad at you. I'm just telling you, like, sometimes you don't – oh, their food is awful. Their food's making America fat. Oh, their food is gross. Oh, I only eat at local restaurants. I get it. I get it. I get it. But don't hurt yourself financially is my opinion because life is going to get tougher, and you're going to need to cover costs. Large employers predict a total cost of covering health insurance for workers and their families will hit an average of $15,375 in 2020. An increase of 5% from this year to next year. Did your wages go up 5%? Probably not. Did your portfolio go up 5%? It probably did. Did your real estate go up 5%? It probably didn't. You have to beat inflation. And one of the areas that has a lot of inflation is healthcare costs. High deductible plans won't be the only option on the healthcare menu. Some employers say they will reintroduce preferred provider organization plans. Employers will cover close to 70% of the costs. Workers will cover about 4,500 in expenses. Typically, the norm is about 80-20, but now it's 70-30, and guess who gets the 30? You. Um, I get it. I get it. I share that story with you because the cost of doing business is getting more expensive, and if you're an owner of a small company and you want to take care of your employees, it, it's becoming more—I uh, don't want to say more tough—it's becoming tougher to do the right thing because you only have so much money. Well, you're a small company. You should—you're an owner. You make millions. It doesn't always work like that. A top tech analyst says Apple's valuation is no longer appears attractive. I own shares of Apple. Consult a broker advisor before taking action on any stocks I ever mention on the show. Um. Andy Hargrove is a key bank. he penned a warning to would-be investors that Apple's pivot into services represents a dicey move into a competitive market. This is the first I've heard of that. So, I ordered the research report so I could read the whole thing. And he says, we believe Apple's services narrative is largely priced in, as Apple's valuation no longer appears attractive relative to other large service companies. This bodes poorly for the iPhone maker, since gross profit f- per user has declined at an annualized rate over the last five years. They used to make a ton of money when you bought a phone. And then when you bought services from them, they'd make a ton of money. But there's more and more competition. If you were to call Apple a services company, we should evaluate it on a typical services metric for user growth and revenue and profit per user. Apple's user growth is decelerating due to market saturation. Its gross profit per user has been declining. So I got an email from someone the other day where I talked about I own shares of Apple, and I said when they release a five G phone, that may be it. That may be the last hurrah. Now we don't know. They could come out with a watch that you know does your blood sugar. They can come out with you know glasses that do something amazing, slice bread. We don't know. Amazon came out with some products yesterday, some Echo Buds. I love it. <laughs> Um, they're going to be cheaper than AirPods. Um, they also came up with an Echo Loop ring. So you can now wear a Internet-enabled ring. I, I can't make this stuff up. And awesome. Echo Frame glasses. Now, the AirBuds I get, Apple has that category all to themselves, wireless AirPods, essentially. The highlight is noise cancellation technology built by Bose. The test that they showed people and the reviews is that it's on it's on par with AirPods. It's hard to tell the difference. Um, now we'll see after 100 hours of use and things like that. Right? Um, they use micro USB charging while most every current gadget has moved to USB C. Weird choice by Amazon. That might be a, a, a deal breaker for it. They came up with a ring. I know you're saying a ring. The Amazon Echo Loop makes no sense. It's a day one kind of product that's experimental and will probably be pulled. It's a titanium ring that sits on your finger. It lets you talk to Alexa. Do we need that? Hey, Alexa, play Miles Davis. Jeff Bezos is watching you. Oh, boy, that's not good. So you could hit the ring and say, hey, Alexa, where's the closest Whole Foods? Um. And then you hold the ring to your ear, and it kind of tells you, four miles away. It's kind of neat, I guess, but do we need it? We have a phone. We have a watch. We have internet. (laughs) But the goofiest of all is a pair of glasses. Um, Will these have legs? They're not augmented reality, like Microsoft's HoloLens or Google Glass. There's no display on them. There's no camera-like glass. Instead, you talk to the glasses like you talk to the ring, Um, and the speakers are right near your ears, so you could say, hey, Alexa, play Rob Black and your money, and the speakers will start playing Rob Black and your money. Maybe, oh, no, I, I don't know. How do you feel about it? They also came out with a whole bunch of other stuff, including a pretty sturdy studio speaker. That's 199 buckaroos and kind of is taking on Apple's high-end product. Um, but it was a big release day for Amazon, and it didn't move the stock or anything. But I throw it out there because do we need a ring? Do we need glasses? I'm not going to say that they're misses because I'm not a technologist. I don't know. So right now we have the acting intelligence director testifying about Trump whistleblower complaint. A lot of headlines going on there. Peloton is coming public. $29 a share, that's at the high end. Is it more than an exercise machine? It's a connected exercise machine. It has a subscription model where you can have trainers, you know, on your screen
0: come on, you can do it. Go one
1: last hill. Come on, come on everyone, low and last hill. I, I think in the end, it's like everything else American, will get one, and then three months later, it'll be in the garage. Maybe not. They also have a treadmill. I've heard rumors that they're going to start up a subscription cooking service. So not only can you work out and be healthy, but you can start cooking healthy. We're going to see how it does when their IPO hits next week. Um, I don't know. I It just feels weird. Exercise equipment, IPO, sexy. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to.
0: Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black. It's financial. Money invested in more.
1: Don't be shy. I think that's the worst thing you could do with your money. And I think it's the worst thing you can do in life. Um I was kind of a corner laugher in elementary school. I would sit back in the corner and laugh. I'd make jokes. I'd, you know, oh, look at look at Mrs. Foley over there. My French teacher was fantastic. Do you remember high school French or high school Spanish? They start teaching Spanish now in like grade schools, but I had a French teacher who was pretty fantastic. If we would cut out anything that had French words on it, we'd get extra credit. (laughs) Easiest day ever, right? The easiest word for me to ever remember in French class was supermarket. Do you know why? Because it literally is supermarché. Now, I probably said it wrong. Max, it's all horrible. Supermarché. Supermarché. For decades, if you ever go to France, don't go to a supermarket on Sunday because they're closed. French unions have basically said, we want our workers to have Sundays off, so we're unionized and we're not opening them up. Now, the problem with that is the law of unintended consequences. And this is one of the things we have to be careful about in our society. Yes, we all want livable wages. Yes, we... I. And one of the things I push for is get a good education that'll get you a job in math or science or somewhere near there. Even if you want to be like a English major, try to tie it into like technical writing for Facebook kind of thing. So French unions have fought to uh, extended store hours. So they forbid everything from corner groceries to warehouse size hypermarkets from making staff or stock shelves or sit behind cash registers on Sunday. The unions say that ensures that the workers get needed time off and protect them from exploitation. 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 Two French retail chains have come up with a way around the regulations. They're opening stores without employees. So kind of interesting the way that happens. You don't want our employees to work on Sundays, so they don't have to work. We'll just have robots do it. So that's pretty interesting. The stores lock up their liquor cabinets, and they close their meat counters and their cheese cutting. The shoppers can select what they want from other departments, then proceed to the automated checkout. Security guards, typically outside contractors, keep an eye out for shoplifters. Unintended consequences, right? So they'll need fewer employees. They're learning a business model that in the future will probably expand. The very first time, and this, this should harken back, do you remember the first time you saw an automatic, automated checkout line? where you had to do it yourself. You're like, well, they're being awfully cheap at Home Depot now, making me check out my own stuff. And then flash forward 10 years, and everyone's doing it. I hate self-checkout lines. I hate them. (laughs) I actually like talking to people. I know you're saying, no, you don't. Actually, I'm lying. I don't like talking to people. But I tend to buy alcohol. And if I'm buying alcohol, I I can't go through the self-checkout line, right? So... The law of unintended consequences. And it's something we have to be watch out for when we're trying to do a greater good. Sometimes it backfires. Just throwing it out there for you. Don't be mad at me. I'm just the messenger. Be nice to me. Um, I love you. Do you love me? Say you love me. I love you, Rob Black. So, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. A lot going on right now. Impeachment inquiry might be clouding the political outlook, for sure, but it's not really hitting the markets hard yet. Will it? Trump says it will. I don't think it will. If you look back at history, and we just go back to Clinton, during that 13-month period that he was being impeached... It dragged on a long time. I don't know if you remember that. It dragged on a long time. Do you remember the name Ken Star? Linda Trapp, was it? Monica Lewinsky. Linda Trip Trap. It's a trap! So it says Ad- Admiral Ackbar. Um, it's Monica- a trap! Monica Lewinsky should have known better with a name like Linda Trapp. Um, so the whistle will come... So that played out for over 13 months. And during that thirteen month period, there was a twenty percent market correction. But that was tied to the Asian flow. The Asian stocks markets basically getting hit hard, which kinda led to which kind of led to long-term capital getting hit and basically spinning out of control and selling off assets. Sell, 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 sell. And when you do that, you drive down markets. And then people got panicked and they kind of made it worse and they down 20%. But by the end of the 13 months from the start of it to the end of it, the markets were up twenty. 20- eight percent he was technically impeached he has that tie towards his presidency and the markets were able to deal with it i don't know how long this this lasts i don't and to be quite honest with you i, I don't even know if i care it's just too depressing to talk about the it sector is doing well microsoft and mastercard moving higher microsoft is a company you have to tip your hat to i own shares microsoft And I accidentally owned it for a long time. This is interesting. I bought it from uh, Ira back when I had Charles Schwab in 1993, maybe 94. And I moved to the West Coast, and I kind of forgot about the account, and it got shut down. And they're like, oh, you have to go into a Schwab dealer to show your ID. I'm like, I'm not going to a Schwab company. And then finally, they let me do it over the phone or online or something like that. And I was like, oh, look at that. I got $25,000 of Microsoft. I had bought it at $5,000 of Microsoft, which is kind of funny because it was accidental that I still had it. I probably would have sold it through the years, right? Still have it. Consultant worker a protective action on any sucks. on the show. I'm
0: Rob Black.
1: You're not. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. There's great downloadables. You can also find me at robblackshow.com.